0: Yo, 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 what's happening? What's happening? It's again, it's your boy JBJR back with another episode of Fruit of the Boom Podcast. Uh, again, wrong solo, dolo, I'm at handling this business and, uh, today 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 we have another special guest Uh, we actually got a legendary producer from St. Louis in the game been in the scene the whole St. Louis scene for some years man easily 20 plus man like this like I got hip to this um, dude through one of my OG's man B Money shout out to him he spoke highly of him and I've been hip on him ever since and I've heard nothing but great things musically and personally and so this man is definitely a legend in his own right Dope-ass producer, even greater human being, my man, Hype dog. What's happening with you, bro, man? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Awesome, man. I, thank you for coming out, man. I appreciate it. For real, for real. Like, we definitely want to... I definitely want to get you on, man, because I want to get more people that's, you know, that definitely got some history in the music scene to go ahead and just educate people, man. I definitely know you definitely one of the main people I always wanted to go ahead and interview on there. For real, for real. So... Again, appreciate you coming out, man. Oh, for thank you, man. Right on. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, you know, right before we start the show, I'm um, explain the whole purpose of the podcast for those who are first-time listeners and yourself. whole purpose of the podcast, Man and I created, is basically to give the other side of the story to the other half of the song. But we always hear about the artists and the bands and things of that nature, but we never really get too much insight on the producer, the DJ, and the engineer, which are the three main core things you need outside of artists to make a dope song. So, since we never hear that why not go ahead and give you know, us an outlet and go ahead and talk about your history your equipment advice industry stories anything you know this is your time we want you to go ahead and speak on you we want people to get educated and know more about the person that actually makes and creates the sound for the artist that's the main thing i want to do with this show so we're going to go ahead and get everything started right now with my very first question and i'm going to modify a little bit man because of the history aspect in this man so not only do i want you just to ask you like your history like how did you start music production but i also want to ask you to expand on that what's your history with just the st louis music scene plus music production just so people can get a good background all right well
1: back in the day i produced uh silk smooth y'all know silk smooth uh, trick with a good rap uh clientele Uh, Me and him hooked up, you know, we used to do a lot of tracks at the crib, we put them together on four track, we had uh, drum machines, we did shit the old school way And uh, old boy ended up uh, hooking up with DJ Cool Odie, and uh, they sent it out, we got a little deal, it was our first time heading out to Cali, we went out to Cali, we recorded out there, we did an album out there, he got signed to PWL Mercury So that was one of them, and then another one of my homeboys here in St. Louis that was also one of Silk Smooth's homeboys was JCD, now known as Jody One. Uh, We have a history too, since like 1989, we were putting shit together, you know, uh, same way we had like drum machines, turntables, I mean this was even before sampling, so Mm. rather than actually looping a beat on a sampler, I would take a four track, you know, and go back to back with the groove on the four track and then drop the drop the cuts on top of that and then the vocals on top of that but yeah he ended up getting a deal with profile so we went back out to cali in 92 and uh recorded that album on profile Uh, at the same time the guys i was working with now out in l.a total track productions uh i ended up hooking up with i don't know if you're familiar with boss She's a uh, she was on Def Jam, okay, and she was like pretty ill. But I actually got to got to work on her first demo when she was signed to Def Jam, mm. and then she ended up leaving Cali and going out there and doing an album album herself, okay. you know. Oh, and then I also have uh, some history outside of that. In 1990, I got signed to Luke Records, so I used to be down in Miami a bit. I got to work with Griff from Public Enemy. That's my boy right there, Griff. Nice. So I worked with him down there, and then that's how I I ended up hooking up with Cole Chris and Baby G, who I'm in the group Mad Flavor with. So after that, Mad Flavor ended up getting a deal. Like in 1993, we got signed to Priority, and then... Went and toured And had a blast And all that good shit But I mean that's That's a little
0: You know that's a little bit
1: of Like where I come from
0: That's what's up man And he just gave us A whole bunch of history at once. I appreciate it So now now At this point Now I want to go ahead and Expunge on that a little bit more Alright So um dealing with your history in music production how did all of this start because it sounds like not only music production but djing as well so how did all this begin take us all the way back to your beginning stages like how did you get into the interest first like how did it start
1: man well i started getting off into the breaking shit when that popped off like in 1983 okay so i was i was heavy into that and uh you know, I I can remember one of my biggest influences, or one of the one of the one of the dopest first albums that I ever got was Run DMC's first album. Okay. And then I also got as a gift, I got the Fat Boys' first album and U T F O. You know, and then <sighs> shit just went on from there. I actually started beatboxing and I was a heavy beatboxer for about a year and a half or two nice. at the same time that I was breaking. Okay. So around 1986. Uh, it was a dude I went to high school with Was selling A crappy DJ set For like a hundred bucks And my mom Just went out of her way And she got that for me And I went nice. to the crib And Learned to cut Learned to mix All that good shit I had a buddy Who lived up the street There was a group here Legendary group here Called the Cut Up Crew uh, His name was DJ Money D Rest in peace uh, he actually let me keep his rolling nine oh nine. Nice. And then he started letting me keep his new marks. So dude really took me under his wing and showed me show me shit. I did I used to spend house parties with a man all over the city. Mm. You know, so yeah, we had a blast on that. That's what's up, man. You know, but that's that's more or less how how I got into all this, you know, and then the actual the actual beat making came from me having that, that Roller 909. And at the same time, having such a love for Mantronic, I don't know if you're familiar with Mantronic,
0: King, King Beasts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and
1: I mean, I mean, he was probably the single most influence on what I got going. I would say between him, Marley Marl, mm. and the Bomb Squad, I call them the Holy Trinity because those are the motherfuckers that that in, inspired me. You know, and and
0: it's just, it's crazy. You know, that's what's up, that, man. Do, yeah, that's that that be like you you, you explain the stuff that literally I wasn't even alive for man like I'm born in 87 so it's like you tell nah. me so you telling me stuff that I'm like that's crazy man like I love hearing stuff like that man and I love to get that kind of history from people so just to get more uh just to you know try to progress it on a little bit more I'm gonna ask you this so um how how long would you say you've been like active within the St. Louis music scene in general? As, how long would you say like active years? How long have you say you been uh, been in scene? Mm, damn. I would I would say more or less like
1: 87, 88 was probably when I was actually doing tracks for real and I wasn't, you know what I'm saying, I was actually using a sampler. Mm -hmm. you know well not actually i didn't really get a sampler till like 1989 oh wow so yeah so prior to that i was doing a lot of tracks for people but it was all me going to the studio like i would go to clayton studio with a drum machine and 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 a turntable mixer and a stack of records and i would basically lay my grooves off the turntables you know and do my tracks that way before i had a sampler
0: that's crazy oh damn! you know wow uh yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about the, Like the setup That you're telling me right now And I'm just visualizing it Like oh wow <laughs> nah. Damn So we talking Literally 30 Like almost 30 years ago You talking about like 89 So literally like what 28 years ago Like yeah. 28, 29 years ago So yeah. like man That's wild man So I mean Like you're giving me Some history right now So let me ask you this So with, you know, the multiple people like that, I know that we met, like, I know I've had the show and I met, had pleasure of meeting, like, the Black Spades and the B-Money's and the Basement Beats and shit like that, man. How'd you, I know, like, you no know, shout-out to my homie B-Money, man. I mean, that's that's my G, man. So, man, same here. That is definitely my OG, man. Good person, man. So, how did you and B-Money end up leaking up, man? Because I know you guys definitely have a definitely mutual respect for one another. Like, man, how did that happen? Well, uh, I,
1: had a, I had a homeboy named Flex <laughs> did beats, and he, uh, I used to be over his crib a lot, and B would be over there a lot, just kind of hanging out, and this was even before he was really doing tracks, Okay. so he was hanging out and always showing interest in that, you know, and I basically, you know, just me and him hanging out, I kind of taught him how to fuck with the SP-1200 a little bit, you know, and nice. the ASR-10, and after that, I mean... Dude was gone for a year or two, and all of a sudden I heard he was like this mega producer, you know, <laughs> which was insane. Yeah. Hell yeah,
0: man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's that, that's my homeboy right there, B. Yeah, man. That's definitely a good soul, man. Definitely a good soul, brother. So let me ask you this. Um, as far as who you worked with um in the city, I would say within the last, let's just say the last 20 years years if you could let's just say maybe late late 90s till now who would you say you've worked with like and then i want to move backwards maybe just in the scene a little bit uh outside of people you just mentioned so who all have you worked with from maybe beginning 20th century till now damn uh or just give me some names you don't gotta be the whole yeah yeah lady. no but i mean silk silk
1: smooth uh jcd jody one Mm. I fuck with them dudes a lot You know uh, Fuck with Kenny Knox I've done shit for Kenny Knox Shout out to the homie. That's that's my boy right there Ill, ill, ill MC uh, Fuck with Basement Beats Shout out to them I actually did their logo and shit Back in the day Really? Yeah Nice Yeah like shit the double B's mm-hmm. Yeah Nice uh, Man I'm trying to think Of all the people I w- it, What's crazy is I worked with so many people That it's like Kind of blurred in my head mm. Of who I all fucked with I mean I, I fucked with a lot of folks Uh Oh, no,
0: no, no, dude, yeah. dude, uh, no. dude we grown, man. Cause dude, yeah. say whatever you want on here, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just I'm just trying to remember all the people I done fucked with because, you know, and uh Because at the same time, you know, like I go to Dallas and I fuck with Mad Flavor in Dallas. Nice, okay. So but yeah, I mean really I don't I don't I haven't been that active in a while, basically. Okay. You know? So you know, even towards the mid 90s and that like I used to fuck with DJ Chaos I don't know if you remember Chaos oh yeah yeah Odie uh yeah I'm definitely familiar with Odie shout out to the fellas definitely yeah yeah uh shit uh Lando that used to be with Silk Smooth uh okay basically that whole crew is who I fucked with you know for a
0: while Okay. So let me ask you that with like, since you have like a whole history with them, how did that start with you meeting them and even start making beats with them? Was it kind of the same thing? It was just like you just happened to be, it was like a right place, right time scenario? Or did you guys know each other from nah, way back in the day? See, that
1: was some crazy shit because I went to school, I went to visual and performing arts high school, and I had a homeboy there. He was like my best friend and shit, and he lived in the Clee town. Okay. And he used to always tell me about this dude that he hung out with whose name was Bird, Daryl. Well, I ended up meeting Daryl and he would come to the crib because back then I was a barber too, man. I used to do I used to do all that fucking Big Daddy Cane's shit with the fucking like cities going around your head and really? the Louis Vuittons and the Gucci's and the high top fades and all that shit. So nice. I would actually cut a lot of people's hair. Right. Nice. And uh so Daryl Bird would come to my crib a lot and get his hair cut and hang out and then he would always tell me about his homeboy Floyd in this group DS Ski, who was who was up in the Clee Town, mm-hmm. you know, and he ended up like bringing dude over to my crib one day, and that's when, you know, back when I had the 909 and all that good shit. So, and then me and Silk just kind of started fucking around and recording songs,
0: you know. And just pretty much just sounds like the rest is history from there. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's what's up, man. Yeah, So. Hell yeah So let me Okay so I got a new question For you my man Just to, can you, to continue on With the music production side um, Let me ask you this So When you do still produce When you are You know When you do want to be active What do you use As of right now Like when you do you want, Just want to get down
1: Well I guess for about The last 10-12 years I've been using FL Studio Yeah,
0: yeah that's my shit
1: actually uh, Been working with that it, uh, It's pretty Pretty tight to hook beats up with you know, where you can loop on it and you can control all the all the parameters and everything, which is something that I, you know, didn't have back in the day when I just had two samplers. You know, you really yeah. couldn't EQ shit, you didn't have a lot of effects. So I do appreciate what you're able to do on a PC nowadays. So right, right, that's right. that's actually
0: that's my go-to. Hell yeah, man. I'm a fellow FL user right here too, man. So yeah. <laughs> I've been using since I was like. Ooh, since number four? Yeah, since then yeah, That's been a long time, man So we talking about It was 18 when I started using it That's like the only thing Well, primary thing I used Was FL Yeah I think I dabbled around With some reason uh, I want to learn machine I just never had a chance to work machine And I dealt with some Ableton But my workflow just For FL, why I need, It's just the workflow just works so.
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's the same for me It was like FL And then back in the day Was the The EMU SP 1200 And then uh, EPS 16 and Sonic uh, EPS16 and and Sonic ASR10. That was that was kind of my go-to. I never really got into the MP, you know. But really, like all my boys worked on the MP, but I was always the dude with the,
0: you know, with the SP and the ASR. You know, dude, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Like, look, the way I see it, man. Look, if you can make beats out of pots and pans and shit, dope. Fuck you. Yep. Like, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's just. I guess I must always been the kind of person where. I don't care what you use. Can you use it well?
1: Exactly. I mean, you don't have to have a,
0: like, million-dollar studio to,
1: to shit to be ill.
0: No, you 100% right. Yeah. You 100% right. Like, I'll never forget. Um, Who was that? Oh, I think it was uh, one of my favorite uh singers that's been out. I know he ain't put something out in a minute, but my guy, Anderson Peck, who worked with knowledge and shit, like, a whole life. Um. I know when I found out like one of his album, that his like critically acclaimed album that came out. I want to say it was the Malibu Project. That was done all at his home, on his laptop, yeah. with a microphone, and singing into it. That he like you said, he didn't have no huge setup, and that shit is critically acclaimed by like a lot of people. Yeah. And so it, it really just kind of going in what you're saying. You don't need a huge setup as long as you get the work done and it sounds quality. If you're feeling that shit, yeah. that's kind of what like matters the most man exactly i feel like you know, that shit because
1: if you're feeling that shit other people are gonna feel you feeling it you know what i'm saying i agree and if the shit sounds too polished and too manufactured soul goes away man
0: now you're right about that man. man like i think that's one thing i noticed like with a lot of stuff nowadays man like uh and i know my um uh, my homie van um uh, my homie vandalism shout out to him he uh talked about it like how uh you know, how you say you hear, hear beats, and it's like, huh? it's not the same like how you usually hear stuff, because it's like the same, like you said, manufactured thing. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. Like, I mean, y'all get here on the radio. Mind you, I'm a fan of beats. always have been a fan of beats, clearly I'm a producer. And, you know, even though I'm like, okay, I love trap shit, but give me something different every once in a while on the radio. You know, it's like we hear the same fucking pattern is not like 90% of the time like oh.
1: same snares same snares same same tap button holding that shit down for the rolls you know right. what i'm saying like instead of actually playing, playing the, the rolls sh- or, right. or you know like playing your drums i mean you don't have to be a be a fucking drummer to program a drum machine That's but it. you know <laughs> You could also do shit manually That's ill You don't have to do You don't have to take All the shortcuts on
0: I feel you Like I 100% yeah. feel you on there man Like and especially Actually you um, gave me A good segue When we talked about drumming So let me ask you this man Um, Do you ha- Have you Or do you play Any musical instruments Nah man I mean One thing I do Is like
1: I don't actually play But I can I can write tunes You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I just don't play them out I like Sit down Look at them write them feel each piece like one at a time and piece mm-hmm. it all together but i mean that's that's that was a phase that 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 i was in more or less probably from around 2000 to 2005 or 6 was i fucked with a lot of synth modules really but, but my heart and soul is in sampling mm-hmm. you know just having that ill ill grimy like analog nasty shit. You right, know? right, right, But yeah, but at the same time, I can write. I just can't really play, man, you know.
0: No, yeah. I, no, it's it's all good. I mean I think my thing is kinda like just I repeated earlier, like as long if you can make shit out of pots and pans and shit sound dope, fuck it Yeah. I mean it's just the talents there. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't have, I would say, formal training in a lot of shit. But still make shit work. I mean, and from what I'm hearing right now, even the stuff you told me that's you no, know, that's your older stuff and some of your recent stuff, I still hear quality. I still hear the musicianship in them. Oh, so, so no, it's definitely there, man. Like, it's definitely there. Regardless if you play an instrument, and I mean, the way I see it, it's virtual, but a dog's instrument. Yeah. You no, know, no, that's the way I see it. I mean, I mean, you use, you use, um, you use turntables and you use drum machines. That's an instrument. It's digital. Yeah. It's virtual, but yeah. it's still an instrument. And so, I guess that's how I always see it, man. Like, it's never the person behind, it's never the machine, it's always the person behind the machine. Yeah. Like, the person is the true instrument. Yeah. Or, or I would say the mind behind everything is the true instrument. Yeah. And so was like, if you got that, man, I think it does. I think to an extent, it's like, it's kind of like what I talk about with music theory a whole lot on here, man. Like, um,. Shout out to Owen Raglan, who I had on the last show. Uh, he was, uh, me and him, we was talking about that a good portion. And, you know, the way I feel about that, man, it, whether if you learn instruments or not, man, is uh, you don't need to be formally trained to understand how musicianship works. I mean, yeah. Like, we was talking about the theory side of it. And when you get down to the theory part, you know, if you understand how song structure truly works, like from the bottom of, like how the foundation really is created, you may not know how to do use the instrument but eventually you can play you can be able to navigate around where you may not be like say like if it's like the saxophone like no I'm not gonna be fucking John Coltrane with a saxophone but you know but I I learned saxophone but even though I know how to get around same with trumpet I'm not gonna be Miles Davis with a trumpet or Mingus or or Parker or some shit like that with a trumpet but I can still you know do what I need to do
1: Now you know what's funny is actually that's the only instrument I've ever played was a trumpet man I used to play that back like Really? I don't know Yeah from maybe like 4th grade to 8th grade I played Shit it's
0: an instrument <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: No, I mean Shit I wow. hadn't had really thought About that for years But yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey ain't shit wrong With that man Like I said I played saxophone In high school I stopped picking it up After high school I just went to be making Yeah So it's, just, it's it was just That was kind of like My transition man So for real for real But uh, I actually want to Ask you something else man It's just uh, hit my brain um, Dealing with um, Beats and things Like nature um, So Let me ask you this um, With the beats that you make and like I said with the grimy sounds of uh, today uh, hearing your production I'm hearing multitude of different things how do you feel about you know even just if you want to ex- uh, expand on what I said with the production how do you what's your thoughts on the music production in today's time versus when you used to do it like honestly yeah I mean
1: I'm one of them old motherfuckers man that, that does have a lot of problem getting into you know the new style of shit mm-hmm. You know, just because I'm just, I'm so much into the grimy, like, DJ Premier shit swinging, bouncing, banging. You know, it's just, like, nowadays, things are a little bit more different with the trap tracks and all that. And and then I guess with the way the MCs kind of went on mainstream, you know, versus, like, Royce 5'9". And- mm-hmm shit like that oh, you know right, it's right. just i'm i mean i am having a lot of trouble feeling it man i'm i hate being that old motherfucker man but you know uh, i like the 90s shit so much man and, and i love hardcore underground hip-hop like that's where my heart is
0: mm-hmm. i you feel know? you that was like i mean back then was i would say it was the golden era shit it's when it was like shit was at it's zenith man it was so much different shit coming out i mean you had so many different crews from so many different parts of the country. I mean, you had... Then you had the whole big thing dealing with how a lot of stuff was um, jazz influenced. Yeah. And how that... You know, even to this day, which I appreciate people like Kendrick and even as the you bring it back that same kind of jazz type influence. Yeah. Because it's needed. And so, I I do... To an extent, I, I feel what you say when it, when it comes to like, you know, the uh, the new school versus the old school in that regard. I, I do feel you because... I grew up, like, with my pops, and a lot of people still kind of get baffled to this day when I say this, like, when I grew up on rap music, it wasn't, like, the conventional way. Like, how I grew up on it was, shout out to my father, James Sr., you know, he, uh, <laughs> it's funny, like, he had, he had cassette tapes of Wu-Tang Clan, he, like, ends the thirty six Chambers, uh, man, that's some good shit, uh, Snoop Dogg's Doggy style In 36 Chambers And I want to say Was that Midnight Marauders I think it was Dream, yeah, yeah I want to say Midnight Marauders were trial. I think it was That was my three introduction to hip hop And so People like I'm like Anywhere from 4 to 6 When all this shit Was happening And it was like What I was like no. Nah, I mean Mind you I was 4 or 6 I shouldn't have been Listening to this shit But you know That's crazy I was old (laughs) But I'll say that man It it gave me appreciation Of shit that I listen to now Go back to now Because I see Kind of like how you say With the grimy cuts And kind of like How things were like You know it was definitely an experimental stage. Not like it ain't now. I mean, yeah. not, not saying it is now, because it definitely is. But Those those folks
1: still exist. Right, they still exist. It's just
0: not the mainstream. It's not what you hear. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know? And, and that's how it be, man. It's just, It's just. I think the thing is, like, with a lot of people, man, like, you do have people that, you know, stay, you know, true to what they know, you know, true to what they grew up on, you know, like yourself. Or you got people that's like, you know, I'm going to expand out, you know, try something different, see what hits. You know, you got other people out there, but I think there's no wrong way to think about it i mean if you feel like like hey this is what the sound i love because this is the music i gravitate towards the most regardless of whatever you listen to you can love any other kind of music but this is what you gravitate towards the most i don't think that's a problem i don't think that's an issue to liking that kind of music over the newer stuff because i listen to this day i'm mind you like i said i'm 30 but i wasn't around 20 of like 40 years ago when a lot of shit like in the 70s were hitting or 50 years ago in the 60s and shit when Motown was around I was they even exist then. yeah so you know I'm you know listening to this kind of music just cause not even just for sample stuff now I'm just listening to it just because it's just genuinely good yeah. music so i get you so I do feel you on that when you say like some stuff now is just like Ugh, especially when the production like Ugh. well I mean, see it's some stuff, not everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, some stuff, and I mean, I don't even really want to name specifics, man, because I'm not here to to down people and shit like that. But it's a lot of the things that you hear on the radio constantly. Mainstream is not what I care to listen to too much. I understand you know? it, you know. And and like I said, man, uh, come from a time where being a lyricist, man, was it's it was about what you said, how you said it. it, was being a real poet, man. It wasn't just screaming a little chance, and, you know, and like hip hop, it just, I guess that was more at its pure form cause it just felt like, like shit meant a lot too. You know what I mean? Like, like, like having a dope style or, you know, motherfuckers battle rhyming and
0: you know, I don't know, man it's, No, 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 yeah. no, 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 I feel, yeah. no I feel you I feel you where you, The point you're coming from Cause yeah. Like so I look at stuff Like, let's like say Like I just says Just a second ago Like I grew up uh, Like, mind you Yeah, I'm 30 I'm an 80s baby But yeah, I grew up in the 90s Where, like you said Where hip hop was coming through And I think the main thing Like, especially with beats And music production now And Quincy Jones said this Which Who's gonna debate Quincy Jones On fucking music? You no, know never No one And I know He said something in there Um article that got written about that interview that Zero Fucks gave an uh, interview he did recently his uh, crazy one <laughs> yeah his crazy one the one he just gave no fucks about yeah he just he just told all truths all truths and he said something that I'll never forget and you know I said this to um, I said this on last show which is and I feel this way which is jazz is truly the most unappreciated art form in music and I think a lot of times in the 90s and that's why I said it's making resurgence back in the music genre I think at one point in time when jazz left hip hop, that's when shit started going downhill.
1: Well, back when I was, you know, back in the in the mid nineties, especially, you know, the album I did with my crew, Mad Flavor from the Ground Under, like like the majority of that album, it's, it's all jazz samples, man. And I it's an it, influence. Should even the beat you hear in the background right now, man? I mean, that's a little little John Coltrane over a track, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, it's just that's that's the shit I fucked with, man.
0: And it's wrong right yeah. with it I mean Because yeah. the way I feel about jazz man It's true freedom true, It's true free form True impro- improvisation And I think back in the 90s When a lot of those people come up They held that same thing In high regard That part of musicianship Were like yeah. We just gonna try shit And then see what happens And mind you I'm not saying the people That are doing the same thing now Because obviously they are yeah. But you know But if you just go into The same Trend Just because it's Literally a trend yeah. And not trying to go off of whatever, you know, just being true jazz with it, just being freeform expressive and whatever, whether it's got lyrics on it or not. I mean, it's kind of like how Quincy said, like, God walks out the room, man. Like, you know, when you have stuff that you're trying to depend more on money than the art form, then yes, yeah, sh- your inspiration, your all that, whatever you believe in, your spirituality in the music is gone. Man. It's, man. it's, it's, it's like when you do it more for the money stuff for actually what you, for the true creative purpose behind it it's yeah. just i mean money's always great i mean don't get I me mean, who doesn't want money i mean i don't want money making beats but you know like i said but if at the same time you know if i'm getting able to get the true expression out that i know i can get you know and it but still make some maybe some simple cookie cutter shit here and there then yeah i'm fine but yeah but i just can't but i just i guess i feel what you mean yeah you know, because i'm thinking about it more like about just It's not a lot. It's too much of the same cookie cutter thing, and I and it 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 does kind of just make me just think like, well, I mean, are people just that lazy nowadays? Don't want to be that creative. But you know, it's 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 something that it's it's on my mind with it. Like I said, I love trap music. I've been a fan of trap music. I've been 36 Mafia here since I was young. So I've been loving trap music. It's the same shit we hear now, 36 Mafia 2.0. But I love 36 Mafia. I fucking love 36. And that's why like 90% of the shit that's out now is literally a rehash of what they did 20 years ago. So it's like, but Damn. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, I just
1: hate I just hate going there, but it's it's not being done as well as some of that. By,
0: by some, by some. Now everyone by some. I would agree with that because, yeah. like I say, it's just kind of like the same. If you use the same, just like, it. it there's a point when something
1: becomes bastardized, right? You know, and that's just the, the thing, the stuff that I pull away from because I don't have. You know, I also like trap music and I like, I like dope gangster beats. You know, all that good shit. You know,
0: I just like hearing it done well. I agree. It's all about. I think it's more. I think that's where. The, I know this is what it is. I just it just hit me. It's more of a people doing more quantity than quality.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like
0: you just want to crank shit out just to go. But what? How much time are you putting in this to make sure everything is cohesive?
1: You know what I mean? It's or like I said before, how much
0: of your soul is going into it? Exactly. You know Like I said When you're just doing it For the cookie cutter reasons Just oh I'm just doing this To make some money and this. But nah If you don't mm. doing it Cause you Like yeah You can make money Now if you This is something That you truly have A truly skill and passion Doing you making money off Cause of it's career Never gonna knock mm. you off From of making money At all But if that's But if you're just like Oh I'm just gonna do this Because it's all Like Nah I, I'd rather you do it not only for the money but do it because it's the true freedom expression of the art form because you're going to be an artist with this not the musician is also an artist just right. in the audio form so if you're going to be an artist with this be an artist with it just don't be just don't give me something half ass because it's something quick you make in 20 minutes no, no give me something that's got some substance some value to it and that's why I listen to a lot of older shit I listen to a lot of different music from all over the world I listen to a lot of hip hop from like different parts of the world even in America and all that like I just I just, I am guess, I'm just, you no know, not only just can be considered old-fashioned, but I do grow my taste. But yeah, you know, I think that's just the I'll thing people got to understand. You know, it's always good. It's I don't knock anyone that makes, you know, the same kind of. If it's gonna make you some money, have at it. Do you my all things go ahead and do what you do, but don't. But if the musicianship is gone, like with some of this stuff is, then I do see what you mean. Like I do. Like you know, if that song ain't there, with what you trying to do? Like if this if it's not if a part of you isn't in that track, I think that probably if a part of you isn't in that track to represent you, then you, I think you failed. Yeah, I, I think I, yeah. that's just me, my personal opinion.
1: Well, see, and I mean, I'm sure you get them too. But if you're if you're a person who truly feels and loves music, you can hear some good shit and get goosebumps all over your motherfucking body. That's true. And that's some crazy shit, because a lot of people don't, they don't, they don't get the goosebumps when they hear good shit. Mm -hmm. And I can hear something in my arms standing up, I'm like, look, (laughs) you know, and I mean,
0: that's when you're feeling something, man, you know. And that's the truth, man, like, like I be feeling like that not only about hip-hop, but low-key in the last few years, honestly, classical and scores and shit, like, I didn't realize I was gonna get to feel like that, like I do with, like, listening to some, like, I'm gonna name a random beat that I fucking I fucked with him last 10 years easily Just Blaze uh, when he made Lord Knows for Drake and um, Rick Ross to that's, me that's yo, one of my yeah. favorite beats of all time and when I heard that when I heard that it gave me that feeling and then while I started you know listening to scores and shit I got the same feeling especially a lot of animated scores I was like yeah so no, I feel it's, it's just that soul thing, man Like, I love Like, I think that's one thing I love with like People like Pete Rock and Tilla and
1: Oh man That's like that, man Like, I Pete, soul, man Pete Rock's one of my favorites, man He That's the Like, epitome of the The dope beats, man Him Fucking DJ Premier uh, Shit old boy from Tribe Man, I mean Yeah uh, Muggs is a bad motherfucker, Fuck man yeah you know, uh, man, my, my fucking brain is drawing <laughs> blanks. <laughs> it's all good, bro.
0: Too but, much
1: history wrapped
0: up in my head. That's the problem. Oh man, hey, by all <laughs> means, I mean by all means, man. Just what we talking about right now? I'm enjoying just this, yeah, this, man. For, for real, sure. for real, man. Like just this, getting this insight. Like, like I said earlier, man. I like, I like having people like you on that. You know, like the Spades and the Basement Peace and the b moneys and everyone else I had on. You know. I, li- I love hearing about the history of shit and like getting like history from people that's been in the game long way longer than me because not only do I get that background and get the education uh, the history I also get more education as far as stuff I-, I may never known about like as far as whether it's music production or what else or business wise but the history part I think learning about where you guys came from in this scene and who you all worked with how you got to the point you got I think that's the most appreciated thing That with this podcast Especially talking to people like you That's one thing I take more than anything else nah, You know what I'm saying I love listening I love I'm, I love find out the origin of shit So And so like just like I said When you read off and, I, and the reason I'm saying this y'all Is because I really do love how Like how Hyped Dog You know mentioned everything he worked with Mind you, he and he mentioned it, you know, in a boom, boom, boom fashion, and that boom, boom, boom fashion with the facts right in your face. I didn't know none of that. I didn't know any shit about that. Mind you, like I said, and he talking about shit from the early '80s till now. Didn't know none of that. And that's one thing I love, man. So let me ask you this, man. Since you, I know you got stories for days, man. So how about it? Does and I don't care what story you get. Just, I don't care what story it is, but. Give me a good, give the people maybe a good studio story. Something that was like either life-changing or something that was just like, something that was very memorable. Hmm. I guess for me,
1: being being the most, one of the most memorable things was when we recorded uh, To The Break on the Mad Flavor from the Ground Under album. We got to work at Westlake Studios out. Out in LA. Nice. And that being where they recorded thriller and shit. And was just just being in there for like a week working and you know, seeing all these fucking records on the wall, man, of like amazing hits and like just knowing that you was there, you're like chilling in the same spot as motherfuckers, man.
0: You know? Wow. That's crazy, man. How long were y'all out there for doing all that work for?
1: Uh We recorded out there We went out there In the end of 93 We got signed to Priority And we basically recorded Probably from about November of 93 Maybe up until End of January maybe February Oh wow Got the album done from there And mixed everything And then we got to Got to tour a bunch After that Which was nice Because we got to open up For a lot of people
0: That's what's up man Who um, Who all did you open up for?
1: Well Some of the some of the some of them would be like cypress hill house pain uh when we were out in la we got to perform twice at prince's club glam slam and the first time we performed there we got to open up for tribe and that was a very memorable night man because it's just getting off stage and like actually getting props from all these famous motherfuckers man you're walking around and they're giving you dap and all this and then the second night at Glam Slam we got to open up for KRS-One and that was probably nice. one of the fucking pinnacles of my life is, is like opening up for that dude how was that man like oh I was just ill I mean dude how do you go on before someone like that and feel <laughs> you know what I'm saying like how do you feel going on before a legend like that that's true you know Oh, and then, I guess, like, another good story would be we toured with Cube a little bit, and, uh... Cause Cube, oh, you gotta say, oh, yeah, yeah, let's see, talk about that, well, man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were signing Priority Records, and that's, you know, Cube was on there. <clears throat> right, right. So, we got to actually do about a, a week and a half or two tour with Cube. Uh, we went to Chicago, we opened up for Cube. at the China club in Chicago. Nice. Then we got to go and see, this is some shit. We got to open up for Cube... At The Palladium in New York Nice And that was a big night Because I shit you not On this man This is something That I remember And I'm always Gonna remember this man We were doing sound check. Okay Motherfucker runs up to us Cause we had these shirts Man these dope t-shirts Long Long sleeve Black t-shirts Motherfucker came up to us Tupac Man you gotta give me One of them shirts What So we hooked Tupac Up a shirt Nice Ten minutes later we're in the dressing room eating fucking Kentucky fried chicken. Jam Master Jay comes in. Y'all gotta share some of that chicken with me. So he's in there eating chicken with us and then we meet Ron and them and you know then and then that same night the show, it was Cube had this big epic run-in with King's son. It's like this epic Thing that happened that night King's son got up on stage Called him out It was a, it was just a big crazy night you know? Oh damn And then on top of all that We actually got to open up for Cube, And we weren't from New York And we didn't get booed <laughs> Which was good
0: you That's know? awesome man Like if y'all can see my face right now I'm like oh shit Oh shit Oh shit Nah but that's just damn.
1: That's still nuts man Just wow. meeting Pac I mean because Pac was already famous then So, so right. we're like You want one of our shirts? You know Here I have two to... Man <laughs> You know That's wild man Yeah it's just some shit man I got a lot of little Small memories like that man To kind of keep me going
0: Oh shit I mean like We got a little bit of time man If yeah. you want to go ahead And spoil some more man Like I love hearing shit Like this man So like Like I love story I'm a fan I'm, I'm a fan, of, I'm a fan of, I'm a Fucking fan of a good story, man. Nah. So, so anything else? I mean, you got any, like, anything else you want to share, like story-wise, man? Because I'm yeah. sure. I mean, just that alone got piqued my interest to hear something else. Well, I
1: guess something from around that same time. They're just there's
0: just little bits and pieces of things that
1: stand out to me that I really appreciate, you know. And it's like uh, there's a spot up in Hollywood. It was on Hollywood Boulevard, up near Vine. It was a spot called King's Lair, okay, and or and they would actually throw dope ass shows, and there were Zulu Nation shows. Nice. So, it uh, we got to perform with the Alcoholics. Uh, I can't remember who else was on that night, man. But, but when we were performing, dude, on stage. Uh, Fucking baby G, our DJ, crazy solo DJ. He does crazy solos. Well, they get to a spot where G's doing his solo. Well, Chris is off to the side to MC. Dude walks up to him and was like, yo, the ice gives you props. And Chris was <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he points up, and Ice-T's like headbanging on. He, he climbed up on a speaker. And he's headbanging to our shit. What? And, and the dude that told him that was motherfucking Africa Islam, Ice-T's producer. You know, and it was just crazy, man. Just getting props from from folks that you totally appreciate, you know. Wow. You know, it's just, I know it, shit's not really that big of a deal, but it is to me. No, no, <laughs> no, for me,
0: no, I don't think, to me, man, I don't think what you just told me, I don't think that was small potatoes, yeah. bro. I think... From you to, to I mean, because a lot of these people, you know, minus pocket shit, like and Jam Master Jay, rest in peace. You know, these people are still alive and they still legendary. Yeah. So to have Ice T co-sign a, me, co-sign yeah. you, yeah, exactly. on a speaker head banging to your shit. Yep. You no, know, no, basically doing some net breaking shit. That's a compliment, dude, and that's a high compliment. I don't, I don't give. I mean, to me if I had even someone like just one of them, dude, that's still a high-regard compliment because that's legend, man. I mean, anyone, any That's... that's To me, that's... Now, I understand why that stuck out in your mind. Nah. Like, 100% why. Like, I don't think that's small. I don't think anyone listening to this think that's small. I think that's pretty fucking good, man. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Hey, and then one more off-the-wall one that fucks me up every time I think about it. Oh, go for and it, bro. I wasn't actually there, but this involves Mad Flavor. Okay. And... Chris, our MC, Cole Chris, went to a show in Dallas. Well, he's hanging out at the fucking show, sees this dude, it's fucking Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, chilling, he likes hip-hop. Long beard, ZZ Top? He likes hip-hop. Really? And he fucking appreciates Dallas artists. Nice. And he apparently knew who Chris was. He was like, yo, you're Chris, right, from Dallas. And it's just one of them things, it's like to have... That
0: motherfucker recognize you
1: Jeez. To me It's just That's like Total left field
0: Right there Hell yeah That's left <laughs> Who would expect One of the guys From ZZ Top to Straight Say I fuck with your music Yeah Who, who, nah, who expects that You know yeah. what I'm saying I mean But you never know Who likes what And you never know Who's listening Yeah So That's just one of those things That I think Me personally man I think those are memories That are worth having Literally forever Oh for sure Absolutely man Like and i really hope you know to one day i mean have stories just like that like that man you know a lot of people like you did man i'm pretty sure a lot of people you know what no would love to have experiences like that and you no know, life ain't over man you know we still have them same experiences man and so just what i'm hearing so far in the time we've been talking man been put on a lot of game man a lot of game <laughs> and i appreciate that man like, like i said the history thing that's what i love absolutely so we about to shut down in a brief minute, my man. But uh, I want to uh, just go ahead and let you um just go ahead and have the floor, man. Speak on just like I, um anything that you have going on. Cause I know you also an artist too. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and just speak on anything that you may have coming up, or you know if people wanted to contact you, whether the like if they did want some beats or if just to link up with you and just get some info like I did, man. Like how can they people reach out to you? and What you got going on?
1: Well. First off, folks can they can they can reach out to me on my SoundCloud which will be linked to this. I'm gonna give you that link. Alright. And yeah, I mean actually at the moment or for the last year and a half or two, I've been I've been fucking with Jody One who is JCD from back in the day and we got about 14 songs that we put together that we feel very good about.
0: Nice, nice. You know,
1: I I still fucks with Silk Smooth. We haven't done anything lately. And I'm also in the process of doing some shit with Mad Flavor, my crew. Uh, nice. Uh We had a little reunion last year About this time last year In Dallas and shit So Things have been going good I mean Yeah other than that I mean I'm not really doing I'm not I'm not working with A whole lot of people mm-hmm. I'm looking to work with Some Some bad motherfuckers though
0: Well put like this man So you know what I, no, There is one more question I want to ask you. If you can work with Um is there anyone locally that you may have had your eye on? Because I know a lot of uh, dudes in the scene do listen to this. So anyone you may have had your eye on that you like, I want to work with them.
1: I mean, I've always wanted to do a beat for Tef Poe because he's raw. You know? There and, you go. And I, I still want to do tracks for Kenny Knox. There you, know? you go. Because that's my boy right there. He's sick as a motherfucker.
0: Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Definitely, man. OG in the game for real. Hell yeah, yeah. he is. I mean, he always comes with the heat. Oh, I think I'm never I I've never heard "Wreck bars by him Ever Ever nah, nah. Never So nah, Keenan Knox Is that dude For real, for real He's a true showman Hell yeah Hell nah. yeah Absolutely In uh, every sense In the word, man But uh, uh And you know Who else
1: is dope What's up I don't really know Him personally But I'd like to do A track for it too it Would be
0: Fucking Rockwell Knuckles Is dope Rocky yeah. <laughs> Rocky yeah. you, you hear Hey the OG Just called you out bro So uh, Work with my man dog. Yeah. <laughs> For real So uh, yeah man But again My brother man I truly The honor is more so Mine than yours To have you on well, here Well
1: no, me. I appreciate The honor The honor's big with me man Like I said This is You know Shit half these memories Have been tucked away For a while
0: Hey, <laughs> you know what I'll, And that's what i say. I'm glad you were able To speak on them man Like For real, like, I'm sure a lot of people that's hearing this, you know, would definitely look back on this, you know, just like they did with, like, the B-Money episodes and shit like that, be like, yo, this is one of those episodes that it was a lot of information, a lot of history that was given, and it was important, and so, definitely, like, shit like that is always considered some of my favorite shit, man, so, I really can't stress enough how much I thank you for coming on, for real, for real. Right on, man, thanks for having me, for sure. Most definitely, man, so, before we get off of here, man, do you have any final thoughts for the good people out there, anything?
1: Stay real in this shit, do what you feel Make shit that makes you feel good Not shit that puts money in your pocket If you're a young producer, get a fucking job Make your beats, man, because you want to make them Don't make your beats for change And don't sell your beats for bullshit Don't sell the rights of your beats for bullshit Young producers, make sure you copyright your shit Make sure you publish your shit Don't give your publishing away Because you'll be 25 years down the line Pissed when you ain't getting checks so,
0: my man just lets us with a whole bunch of game right there. So. Please take heed to everything my OG is saying because he really is just giving you lessons with the game and he been in this game for a minute so he definitely know who he, what he's talking about so take the heart of what he's saying man and like I said definitely make sure y'all reach out to him whether it's for beats or just for just straight history man like I said, this is a good brother man so I vouch for him multiple people in the crew vouch for him he a good man so definitely try to reach out to him and just work with him man because like I said even shit I'm hearing now still got it still got it strong with it. no problem So that, and this is my man. So I definitely fuck with him. I definitely vouch for him for real, for real. So I appreciate it again, my brother, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, but that's been another dope episode of Fruit of Bone podcast. Uh, check us out every Monday. Uh, which, uh, we sometimes we've been a little bit kind of finicky on the days, but we getting back to every Monday Monday like we usually do with no problem. And also uh, check out the beat battles down at uh, down at about that time, Cowboy. Uh, <laughs> down at uh, the Monaco and a Manchester and Taylor. I need to make my way down. Absolutely, yeah. man. Please do. Like uh-huh. I would love to have you on as a judge one day. Cause oh, I'm, the oh, sure. I'm the head judge. I'm the head judge. I would definitely love to have you. Dude, I'm there. Day. Just, just, just holler at me. Most definitely, man. Yeah. Like for the main one, man, I might try to, I may trap it for the main one, like for real, for real. Okay. So absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. So, so yeah, so but yeah, like you just heard, man. Every um, every first Wednesday of the month, man, down at uh Manchester Taylor, down at the Monaco, uh, free of charge. Just gonna come through and kick it with the crew, uh. Fruit of Boom, um, you know, we are on every single major podcast platform, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that shit. Check us out there. Uh, social media is at Fruit Boom Pod on all forms of social media and also catch us on contact just with Fruit Boom Pod at gmail.com and check out every episode on the Fresh Produce STL website on the Fruit of the Boom links and from episodes one till now and holla y'all, later on. Peace.
1: Peace. Oh, thanks, man. Now, how'd you like it, man? Oh, I love it. I'm um, sure I'm going to make it young motherfuckers mad, dog. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, sure.